Hey there, everyone. I'm Zach Rusk of the Tuscarawas County Convention and Visitors Bureau. It's easy to take for granted how much art is a part of our lives. When we consider the word art, the mind may conjure up stuffy museums, overpriced concert halls, or other decadent imagery. But really, art is everywhere. If you listen to the radio on the way to work, saw an advertisement on a billboard or a magazine, or even watched Netflix before bed last night, you've consumed art, whether you knew it or not. Tuscarawas Arts Partnership is an organization here in Tuscarawas County that sees how integral art is to our lives. And Wilma Mullet, their executive director, is the driving force behind their efforts. We'll learn about how she makes her vision of the world a reality on the other side of Tusk. Welcome back to The Other Side of Tusk. I'm here with Wilma Mullet, the Executive Director of Tuscarawas Arts Partnership. Now, Wilma, I thought we'd start, uh, tell us a little bit about Tuscarawas Arts Partnership, or TAP's history. Yeah, so Tuscarawas Arts Partnership, or TAP, as we call ourselves, uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit arts council, which um, we serve to advocate for and support the arts and culture and creative community here in Tuscarawas County. I mean, we started out back in 2015, was when it formed. Uh, TAP started um, after a survey was conducted throughout Tuscarawas County with over 200 responses from individual artists, um, creative individuals, uh, organizations, uh, and the nonprofit and for-profit realm that assessed a need um, for the arts and culture community here. And from that, we started as the organization. So it's been around since 2015, but my involvement didn't start until August of 2018. So yeah, it's been really great seeing uh, the organization grow and getting through the pandemic and uh, everything that, uh, that we continue to do. Now, you mentioned that TAP basically exists for the benefit of local artists. In what way does the organization support local artists? Yeah, so I think uh, we need to expand on the definition a little bit too with artists because it's, um, so it's the independent artists. It's our arts and culture organization. So like the nonprofit around like Trumpet and Land and the Philharmonic and, and all them and even uh, local arts educators and students and stuff. So we have a variety of programs and initiatives that we've been doing and growing into as well. Um, as an organization to support arts, culture, and creativity throughout the county. Um, I know that we are involved more on marketing, where we have this community arts calendar that people can access on our website, or they can check out once, What's Up Wednesday on uh, our social media uh, to see what arts and culture events, happenings, programs, and such is going on in the community that they can fully be a part of. So that's something that we offer to um, our organizations, individuals, that if they are putting on anything arts-related, that that calendar is accessible to them to fill out the form, and then we, of course, will help promote it. We also have a grant program where we award grants to for arts and culture programs and projects and initiatives happening in whether it's within their own communities or uh, organizations or partnering with other entities and individual artists. We have Art Signing Day, too, where we celebrate high school seniors who are graduating and pursuing a career or education in the arts, culture, and creative field. So we have a lot of different things. So it's kind of equal parts marketing, exposure, and and fundraising, two things that the artists really need. Yes, and uh, the thing to think about, too, is that um, so we're considered an arts council, hmm. uh, which a lot of people don't know what an arts council is, and it's always, it's always a favorite of mine to be able to talk to people about that. And uh, to summarize an arts council, uh, I talk about the three pillars of what makes up an arts council. 
that is advocacy, education, and funding. So um, advocacy work to say, hey, our arts and culture community is important. They help uh, benefit our communities. We need to continue to find ways to support them and advocate for them and raising awareness and such. We also have the education side of things where we try to tell people about like, hey, you know, arts and culture benefits, workforce development, economic development, bringing communities together um, whenever there's like mental health issues and people are diving into their creative side of how that actually benefits them and uh, having those kinds of conversations and be involved in connecting people with those sort of resources to educate them a little bit more about the benefits of arts and culture in different industries in different areas. Um, and then the funding side too, because we know that there are so many amazing organizations and individuals that have great ideas for their programs, uh, their communities, and I mean, wanting to make a difference in their communities. So we um, have, like, have our grant program where we award funding so that we know that, that they'll have a really great program or project that will benefit their community that we want to be able to support. So how can interested groups or artists access these resources? Yeah, so the Community Arts Calendar, uh, for instance, that's available on our website. Uh, there is a form like on the at the top right there, so anyone can go in and they can fill out that form to give us information about their upcoming project or event that they're working on that they want the community to be involved in. And we will add it to our calendar and do What's Up Wednesday, which we do that every week. They can also contact us if they are interested in like learning about like, hey, where else is there like opportunities? So we, maybe we can help connect them to um, other artists to connect with or other organizations they can get plugged into and just making a difference in that way. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of different resources out there that people don't realize. And that's something that we try to try our best to keep up with and seeing what's out there. I mean, even if something doesn't exist here, I mean, it's always great to start something new here or even just kind of reaching out to other entities or outside of here uh, to kind of see what they do in their communities and how they make a difference. Excellent. So it sounds pretty easy. Yeah. And speaking of, um, you know, carving out something new, it's my understanding that uh, the Tuscarawas Arts Partnership has created some new events and um, opportunities for artists to take advantage of. Could you maybe speak to some of those? Well, and really, since the organization's been involved, there's a lot of different programs and projects that we're involved that we want uh, other people to feel like that they also feel welcome that they can be a part of, especially this month. October is known as National Arts and Humanities Month, hmm. and we call it Arttober locally. <laughs> uh, it's a great way to really take the time throughout the month to focus in on arts and culture and our humanities and our museums, folk arts, all, all sorts of different mediums and um, experiences to get the community out there to go participate in those things or learn more about what makes our community so special um, with the makeup that we have. So we have features going out this month uh, with different organizations and individuals that are really creative or maybe the museums that have really amazing stories and items on display that people need to go see or programs that they do and stuff. So. It's um, so it's a really great way to take this time this month, actually, to really focus on the arts and uh, find a way to be involved in it, whether you attend an event or volunteer for something. So that's a fairly new initiative we've been doing the last couple of years. We also have well, Art on the Alley. So Art on the Alley has been around for a bit. And I know that we're wrapping up like our sixth year, I think, something like that. <laughs> so um, that's always a great event to uh, go out and support our local artists, downtown merchants, and nonprofit organizations that are at the event to and to support like those members of the community. Uh, the Atlantic Arts Camp, 
uh, is a summer arts camp for our Mayan community, uh, for the youth of the Mayan community. So that's another way that we try to really combine efforts with other organizations and provide like a unique opportunities for the Mayan youth to get plugged into the arts here in Tuscross County, especially locally here. And also the Love Tusk Project. Mm. Man, there is a lot of things, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the Love Tusk Project is a public art series uh, to bring public art sculpture to 20 communities and places across Tuscross County so that it's an opportunity for people to be a part of public art, see it, have it in their community, and next summer we're actually planning a scavenger hunt so that it's something that's free for family and friends and visitors or residents can go out and find all the sculptures, participate in the scavenger hunt, and I mean there's prizes involved too, so maybe you can win a prize out of all of it. Or walk away with a lot of great stories and memories that you've created through the scavenger hunt with your friends and family. Oh, very cool. I want to talk a little bit more about Love Tusk while we're in the neighborhood. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I know that um, you just had a big event over the the last month, you know, kind of revealing stage one and setting the scene going forward. It relies a lot on community funding. How close are you to complete funding of Love Tusk? Yeah, we're less than $40,000 left now. Uh, the total project is about 160000 uh, and most of the funds are going to paying for artist fees. I mean, that's one of the things that we try to um, educate people about is that they aren't just doing it to... I mean, it, it's one of those stories where um, we want to make sure that our artists are valued for their work and with the vision that they're putting together because they do put a lot of work into like the, the research, uh, working with community partners to like make these public art projects happen and making sure that we pay them fairly and all that stuff. So there's a lot that goes into it. And even like tapping into a little bit, learning about like uh, copyright and all that and making sure that you give credit to the artists for the work that they do. So that's been a huge thing, just being able to, you know, make public art a reality for 20 communities and places in Tuscarawas County, especially those that maybe don't have a public art project in their community. So bring something new and unique to the area especially if you think about that this scavenger hunt will span like 104 miles if you were to start from like one point like mineral city and go your way south to newcomerstown so that's pretty vast and pretty fun it's certainly a very unique project where we're involving so many different local governments and individual artists and community leaders and it's been a, one of those projects where you realize that there's so many people that want to be involved and they are coming together to make the project a reality also we're seeing like where the gaps exist that you know that we can learn from and it's been really it's been a good process overall just being able to take everything that we've been experiencing and learning from it and still with the vision that we want to create something special for our community that everyone can enjoy You know, one of the things I find striking about Love Tusk is there's such clear community support for something like that. Um, I mean, you you said it yourself, you're 75% funded. This is communities from all across the county, um, all having to pour in a little bit of money, you know, for their own project. And I think it's easy, especially in a kind of a post-pandemic world, for people to think, like, no one cares about the arts anymore. And that really doesn't seem to be the case. Would you agree with that? I completely agree. If you actually look at it, we have over, I mean... If you just look at Love Tusk, there's been over a hundred different contributors towards the project and from different organizations, different businesses and individuals like it. It's vast and it just goes to show that the arts are valued. And that's the part that really does excite me is that there is that much there's that much support that exists here that is 
you know, outside like the Dover New Philly area that it is being supported in other areas of Tuscross County and everyone wants to be a part of it. And that's what we want to see happen is that we want this to be a very accessible and equitable opportunity for the arts to come and be a part of those communities. I mean, it's a it's the Love Tusk sculpture, but maybe that will help start maybe something else. Like maybe someone else will find an idea, say, hey, we can do a we could do a mural here or hey this space would be great to invite the philharmonic or the little theater or something to do like a small production or performance like why not have it here in the park and you know overall we want to see this inspire other ideas to happen for our communities because we care about our communities we love calling it home we can see a lot coming from it because uh other people are kind of saying like hey we can do this too and that's what we want ultimately That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. As an executive director of any organization, you're bound to face a boatload of challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I know you're juggling three or four different large projects. You have uh, Art on the Alley coming up relatively soon. I know there's concern about rain and things like that. So, Uh, I mean, I can't imagine... I can't imagine the stress you must be under. So, I wonder, what keeps you coming back? What, What do you enjoy about what you do? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you this. Taking care of my mental health has been really huge for me. Sure. Uh, like I started in therapy to um, help take care of my anxiety and stuff or learn the coping things for anxiety for um, over a year ago, which funny enough, the recording for this today is on World Mental Health Day. Oh. So whenever this gets released, whatever date, just know that World Mental Health Day is today that we've been <laughs> recording. Um, but taking care of my mental health has been very important um, because I do struggle with anxiety and negative thoughts and just like it's like constantly playing in my mind that I'm not doing enough I'm letting people down because I have a fear of letting people down and stuff so it's that's constantly going on in my mind so I've had to learn a lot of different ways of like bringing myself back to earth so there's like different coping devices I do and also I pray a lot so I am a Christian and stuff but you know I always say like therapy is a tool but prayer is the strategy Hmm. so it it's just a way of being able to tackle everything both uh, spiritually and mentally for myself Uh, but what keeps me coming back even with the stresses of like managing a lot of different projects and trying to do the best that I can is that ultimately I grew up in a time where whenever I was young and in high school and I wanted to be an artist as my career I was told you can't have a career in the arts here in Tuscarawas County. It doesn't exist here. It's not going to be supported here. And that started my journey for most of my adult life to say, actually, there are ways that we can do this. And that really keeps me motivated because I think back to my high school self that needed that encouragement. And I look at the high schoolers that come through uh, Art Signing Day. And I want to tell them, and I do tell them, that what you do is valued you'll be able to figure it out. It does exist here and it's supported here. So I want the narrative from what I grew up with to be the exact opposite of what I tell. So that's been ultimately the driving factor is that I want arts arts and culture to be accessible for any community to be a part of it, not just um, in New Philly and Dover. I want high schoolers when they're coming through and they want to pursue a degree in uh, arts, culture, creativity, that they do feel like that they're supported. I also want people to learn that what artists and actors and uh, musicians, what they contribute, that it's valued. It's a part of our everyday lives. It's so important that they should never feel undervalued for what they try to do. Because it's the worst feeling whenever, like, because I'm an artist, when someone comes up to you with materials, say, here's the materials, can you do this for free? It's not a good feeling because that does not 
it, it, it's just not a good, it's not a good uh, mentality going to whenever you look at arts and culture. I mean, look around at what it's doing now. I mean, look at how much it's bringing community together. I mean, music helps lift people's uh, mental health and gives them a little moment of clarity whenever they're trying to figure out what's going on in this world. There's so much about it and I think that's really important that we need to keep that in mind and that ultimately is what drives me. It's a great reason to keep coming back to work. I, I, I wish the arts community had, had more people that, that thought that way. Mm-hmm. I do. So knowing all of that, Wilma, what's, what's on the horizon for Tuscarawas Arts Partnership? Oh, man. So, well, in 2025, we're celebrating 10 years in the community. So I guess I'll leak that information real quick. <laughs> um, not, I mean, we're getting things figured out for our 10 year and stuff. So be on the lookout for that in 2024. But currently, actually, one of the, uh, another big project that we're working on is, so our organization is working with Leadership Tusk to put together some information for our community, for um, for funders and county commissioners and our state re- representatives to kind of take a pulse into what would sustainability for arts and culture look like, like where we want to be 10 years from now, but where are we currently at right now, and really dive into how can we sustain arts and culture in our community for the next 10 years, and what funding sources can we create or can grow to be able to help with sustainability for our arts and culture community. So that's definitely a big one that we're working on coming up here, and so I guess in terms of what's the next big project, well, it's that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> very exciting. So, if um, guests or artists want to learn more about Tuscarawas Arts Partnership, I you mentioned you have a website. Um, how how can they go about learning more? Yeah, so we have a website, TuscarawasArtsPartnership.org. We also have Facebook and Instagram, so you can find us on there. Um, our Instagram handle is tap underscore tusk. And also uh, we have email, so people can email me at wilmakm at TuscarawasArtsPartnership.org. Very good. Well, folks, definitely keep an eye out for all of that. Wilma, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Check out Tuscarawas Arts Partnership's website and Instagram to keep up on all of their projects and events. If you're listening to this before October 15th, 2023, check out this fall's Art on the Alley in downtown New Philadelphia. You can learn more about other attractions in the area at the Tuscarawas County Convention and Visitors Bureau's website, www.traveltusk.com, or by calling 1-800-527-3387. If there's someone you'd like to hear on the other side of Tusk, you can let me know at office at TravelTusk.com. I'm Zach Rusk, and we'll see you next time on the other side of Tusk.